0: Welcome back to SMART, and this is a show where we tell stories, use stories to bridge the gaps between us, and see what inspiring and thoughtful, but also truly human things we can see through the words that we share with each other. Well, you'd be surprised to know that I have not told a story about myself up to this point. And I think it's good—it's a good time, rather, for me to remedy that in this episode, This story actually takes place less than a month ago, so it's pretty recent, and it occurred when something really rattling happened in my personal life. Well, I'm just going to be frank here. I went on a date. Date didn't go well, and it really made me rethink a lot of things about how I I was pursuing women, but also how I was seeing myself in context of my own relationships, romantic and platonic, um, in all. So thankfully, when this happened and during my huge period of disillusionment, I was able to be whisked away from all that through my job. I'm a recruiter at Andrews University now, and what that means is I go and recruit students to join the undergrad programs that we have here, meaning also that I'm able to travel around different parts of the country. And this time, I was going to the northwest side of the country, Seattle, um washington idaho and montana and through my journey i was able to meet uh, a ton of people excuse me a ton of people and also old friends that i have not seen in quite some time and this let me learn more about where i wanted to go in my life what i can learn about myself and where my priorities really are and i think you're really going to see that kind of Dialogue within myself and with other people throughout the story. So first we're gonna start right when I'm about to leave For this trip So before I left for the airport actually I decided to shave my head. So I know crazy You're probably all gasping right now, but I'm just gonna be honest here uh, My hairline is going and I'm not trying to be one of those guys That is just hanging on to the hairline. and does not know how to let go George Costanza can pull it off very well. Larry David looks great with the half bald, half hair thing. Honestly, I don't think black people will look very good with that kind of look. So I decided, since the hairline is receding, I'm going to shave it all off. And of course, that made me think of this. No, you clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger,
1: Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot and you
0: think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. So, yes, of course, I got completely bald like Heisenberg in the TV show Breaking Bad, also known as Walter White. If you watch it, you'll definitely know what that means. And also, it's a great show. I recommend it. And thank you to Adrian Marson for putting me on. Anyway, I flew out of South Bend to start my trip because it is significantly cheaper than Chicago. And because of that, I had a layover in Detroit. Where I truly had a little moment of wonder. You know, I was traveling across the country uh, for the very first time in a long time. And I got to say, the feelings of wonder were really spilling over. Especially after the rough week I just had. See, right now I am running to the next flight. It's a connecting flight from Detroit to Seattle. And I'm currently under a tunnel that looks like a rainbow. I feel like I'm in a uh, Pink Floyd kind of situation here. Like this really psychedelic rock music playing. It's pretty damn cool. And uh, sorry for the language, but I just had to express myself. Big fan of Pink Floyd, by the way. Um, So the Rainbow Tunnel was a really good touch. It reminded me of The Prison from the album work of Dark Side of the Moon. And I'm pretty sure one of their songs was literally the first song that I listened to that was 20 minutes long, which is literally three minutes short of a whole episode of Seinfeld. Anyway, uh, along the way of my journey, I landed and I got picked up by a recruiter. So there were a number of recruiters that I travel with. Um, maybe not in the same car, but we're going to meet up at the same school, maybe eat together in between our different college fairs or what they're they, they are called. These recruiters are from the other schools around the country that are also, you know, seven-day Adventist. Um, and I primarily traveled with Micah. I met other recruiters like Stephanie and Shayna, but Micah is a recruiter that I traveled with from Lincoln, Nebraska, and the college name is Union College. So Micah picked me up from the airport, and then on Thursday night, going into Friday, he dropped me off at the airport to go to Bozeman, Montana. You know he just saw Tokyo Drift. That's why he's oh, acting he just, like that. He just saw it. That's why he's doing that. All right, man. So, uh, let a little bit. Yeah, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I flew there, but my flight was really early. But it got back really late. I had a terrible layover. Anyways, when I was looking for a place to stay in Bozeman, Montana, when I was planning, I found this really, really nice spot called the Lindley House. It's this house that's really old. It's actually a historic part of Bozeman, Montana, and it's been refashioned to be a bed and breakfast. Absolutely beautiful, walking in, a very adorable dog was waiting outside for me to come in, he walked me into the house, and he was just a perfect uh, host in terms of greeting me, um, because I got in pretty late, so that was a really nice touch, it truly warmed my heart, and come on, I love dogs, I never got to have one, and that's one thing I'm excited to get. Anyway, uh, I had a beautiful sleep in a very comfortable bed in the Lindley House, and then I went downstairs the next morning for some breakfast. All right, I'm still at the Lindley House, and I'm going to go down for breakfast.
2: So I'm there, and so it, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's actually, I like it. Good. Very good. You guys want to if I sit with you? No, absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Jordan. Nice I'm Sandy. Jordan. I'm Nice to, you to and you are. meet you, Jordan from New York. Martha. Nice to meet you. How are do you doing? Mm-hmm. Sure.
3: So so it's interesting, But sure. when we arrived here, the, f- the first night we were here, there was a lawyer from London. Who's a fly fisherman mm-hmm. his whole life?
0: He's from real high end corporate. Uh, no. insurance. No. He's the owner of our business. He's the resident yeah. occupant. F yes. Fly
2: <laughs> One of the greeters. He's a fly <laughs>
1: fisherman. Yeah. His name is Snickers. Wow. And he's been mm-hmm.
3: many, many, many times to New Zealand, mm-hmm. but lives in London. Oh. And it was fascinating talking about his experience. I thought it would
2: be. That would. Uh... Very much so, it'd be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, we've had some we had some really nice people here. We've been here. What's well, been good? Today's is what? I've lost track. Friday. Been here a week mm-hmm. today. Oh wow.
0: Oh good. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. We're visiting our son and daughter-in-law. He just just got hired on as a senior staff at the university.
4: Mm. hmm mm-hmm. He's a,
2: mm-hmm.
3: a clinical psychologist. Yeah. Oh, I studied psychology.
2: Yeah. yeah. He had a clinical psych PhD, clinical Oh, wow, he good a really. PhD, mm-hmm. clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. works at the counseling center, and he has, like, tart sports psychology and worked with um, athletic teams and stuff because he was, in, like, a high level, pro level kind of athlete, tennis, mm-hmm. he played tennis at UCLA, and, mm-hmm. Mm, I'm telling you, he's quite an athlete so he can understand mm-hmm. sports psychology of not just book but actual experience you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. By playing tennis. Mm.
3: They, they finished two years at Lehigh University where I know he was that. on, he was on mm-hmm. staff there in Bethlehem, Beautiful Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. They exhausted everything to include skiing in Vermont. <laughs> they went to every historical shows. thing. They went to the Tennis U.S. Open, the Golf U.S. Open, Open every Pittsburgh. historical site. They either. did everything they could on almost all weekends in the East for the historical sites. But they loved the mountains.
2: They mm-hmm. loved the hiking mm-hmm. and, they and were, the national they to get parks.
3: Back and to high elevation, so
2: you know. So it's like they have. A, in fact, for one of his a birthday presents, I think his wife Whitney, gave him. It's like a map, a special map. Mm -hmm. of the United States that has every national park on it where you put your tag kind of like you know when you've been Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. like check that off your bucket list list, and they had they did a five-week road trip when they left Pennsylvania before he had to start here at the university a five-week road trip and just hit uh, all these unbelievable sites 7,000 miles yeah, <laughs> of national parks, oh, wow. and they had all their REI equipment and tents and this and that, and they camped and hiked along the way. They had a ball, quite a quite a trip, an experience. They figure, let's do it. Do it this is the big chunk of time we have. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they, they love it here. They've been here a little over a month, and so far it feels. Really good about the university. The university has been growing like leaps and bounds. Yeah. The, uh, the enrollment now is um, seventeen thousand and going up. Mm-hmm. And when we, were, it's a beautiful campus, and they're, they're, their 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 infrastructure is just growing. They're building a multi-story, um, engineering building. They're offering now PhD in electrical engineering. They're just more and more is coming mm-hmm. to the campus. Oh, so. mm-hmm. yeah. It's interesting, quite a growing
0: community.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
0: So as you can tell at the Lindley House breakfast, I was able to talk to a very uh, loving and compassionate couple to themselves and also to others that they meet. And we really got to swap stories. Obviously, you couldn't put the whole conversation in there. Uh, We talked for at least an hour or so, and that would be the whole show. But I did uh, take out some of my favorite bits. Of them talking about their kids which is what I really enjoy the most. I love when people talk about children that they're proud of and you can see some really interesting and funny but also heartwarming stories uh, spur out of that. You know I think this really clued me into how small the world is and how you know we're all connected in some way but also how big it is too. There's so many different kinds of people that you can just learn small things here and there just from a simple conversation over breakfast in a bed and breakfast.
2: ...activities and things. But you said Seventh-day Adventist, Loma <laughs> Linda Seventh-day Exactly. And yeah. our son John, who's a psychologist, mm-hmm. had an internship at oh. Loma Linda Pediatric um, Children's Hospital, mm. and he worked there for a year as, a, as one of the... Mm. I mean, getting your Ph.D. In, in psych, as a clinical psychologist, it's like a medical doctor. It's yeah. a lot, yeah. Really. Oh. I mean, the years he spent and the internships and postdoc, and your, your theses and your dissertation. So How many
0: years was that after graduate school, was it? Or was um, that his master's? Uh, Is that his okay, PhD? No. Um, let
2: me see. He was one, two, three, four. After his BA, his bachelor's. I think it was five well, years to get his. He's,
3: he had one year at, at Los Encinas at the psychiatric. No, no, I'm But
2: I know, but I know. But in terms of, then, forget that. That was like a, a work time at a hospital. What, five or six
3: yeah. years at between
2: five and six years. In the meantime, you get your masters mm-hmm. and then for your thesis, and then another about three years working on all your research and mm-hmm. dissertation mm-hmm. and appear before the board, and then you're doing what they call a postdoc. And you go for your national boards to get nationally board certified, mm-hmm. and then license The it whole
3: process it's huge. Mm, yeah.
2: So it was probably another six years.
3: He was almost thirty-two years. But he's old. thirty-three now. Mm. But he's yeah. been. Um,
2: this is like, what, two, three, three years since mm-hmm. his... Um, he, he got it when he was 30. You've been at it
0: for a while. Yeah. So, so since undergrad, all the way through, did he take a break or he just went straight through? Uh, what the only...
2: The break he took was to work um, as a... Work in a, a mental hospital uh, for, for about 15 months. In the meantime, he was applying for a Ph.D. Mm-hmm. doctor program because they said that it was very... Only 10-15% to 15% who even apply get it. And the more experience you have, the more whatever. So uh, he worked there at a hospital in Pasadena, California, in the L.A. area called oh, Los of It was founded in
3: 1905. I don't know
2: if you've heard of, like, it's, Dr.
1: Drew.
3: It's one of the, one of the most prestigious yeah, on the West I mean, West this coach.
2: is where you get a lot of celebrities it's, go to. And he, he worked there, and that was a, a huge He
3: had his B.A. behind him. From behind UCLA. Yeah, uh, At UCLA. And he was basically an order, orderly there. It was the only job they had available. But once he befriended and, and, and became acquainted with a number of the doctors there, they began to invite him into their therapy sessions. So he was, he was able to sit in
0: and gain... Uh,
3: a thera- therapy experience simply by working directly with uh, some of the doctors
2: and the patients. Yeah. Anyhow, it was, a, it was a long road,
3: mm-hmm. long road, but not very long hard. road, long, long road. Anyhow, oh but you know,
4: he's he's the kind of a person. Yeah, horse. that he it has
3: his nose to the grindstone all the time but also Art.
2: they know how to take their breaks they go hiking yeah. they do this, yeah. they do that mm-hmm. so it's not like just all the crazy work and he has a, quite a sense of humor I think you'd yeah. almost have to have a real good sense of humor to be in that field because oh, yeah. you're dealing with people yeah. who are, you know, having emotional they are going through a tough time one way or the other that come to see you yeah. working with their yeah, yeah, they're
0: great my cousin just had a, uh, not just had, he's one year old, he's a, a one and a half now, mm-hmm. but my cousin had a, um, he had a son, his name was Ethan, really adorable. Mm-hmm. So he and his, her and uh, her brother, Adrian, were all really close, name name's Jasmine, and my own brother, so we all grew up together in the same house. Oh, sure. So we had a double house, so their family lived upstairs, and my I family downstairs. That's
2: how I, I... Back in New York, that's what happened to me. Yeah, I, so I used families. to live in New York, yeah. Oh, Utica, New York, I was born. Oh, Rochester. What?
0: Oh, hey. I <laughs> How about that? that? My parents are still, my, most of my family still there. No kidding. Yeah. yeah,
2: I have aunts and cousins and lots of people back there in, mm-hmm. in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Go ahead. Anyhow, your nephew, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so my grandma freaks out because this is her first grade grandchild, so she um, definitely makes sure... That everyone calls her great grandmother, or Gigi for short. Sure. So sure. if I call her Grandma Hazel, she won't respond. If I call her Grandma, she won't respond. Like, okay, Gigi, are you a. Uh, and then wow. she'll <laughs> respond. that's so cute. Well, that's so cute. And that's, that's wonderful. I,
3: and that's I think great. it's important that that uh, elderly generations de- uh, command respect. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a lot of that's lost. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I know. It's like our daughter; she won't allow the children to speak to adults by their first name. It's Mister So and So, Mrs. So and So, and we grew up that way, mm-hmm. and and I we taught them that way too. And sure. and then uh, our son-in-law's uh, parents they call Grandma and Grandpa, but mm. they wanted to give us a different name. So when you're talking, you know you know who you're talking about. So I'm Mima. And I'm Pat. And Pat. Oh. So it's Mima and Pat.
3: And it's just, the kids
2: are so darn cute that when they're, especially when they're little little teeny ones, like two and three years old, they don't understand the difference. They'll come up to me and they'll say, hi, Mima, Pat. I'm Mima, Pat. He's Mima, Pat. <laughs> One name. We're, we come as a whole. That's it. Mima, Pat. <laughs> it's just too darn cute. And little Georgia. Oh, my gosh. She is smart. She's just, she she cracked us all up. I was almost oh. in tears one day. I had a, um, a sapphire bracelet on, and we, I was sitting next to her, two years old. Mm-hmm. Now, think about this, two years old. She's going like this, with my sapphire bracelet, just real slow. She's looking at my arm, and she's taking it like this and turning it around. And she says, Mima. I'm going to need to have that. (laughs) Need, Jordan. Jordan. Need. Two Two years old. Two years old. I'm going to need to have that. She
3: had had those words all lined up just
2: like that. I'm going to need to have that. We all just fell apart. It was just the cutest thing. And she was serious. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to need to have that. Oh my gosh! To, anyhow, they bring us a up. lot of joy. It's, it's just us. Awesome. God is good. It's just awesome. It's like where
0: are they like where are they learn it from. You know, you try to pinpoint. Like I have no idea how do you. Well, yeah,
2: Rebecca is Incredible. really a smart daughter. Yeah. daughter's oh, very very smart, and she homeschools. Yeah. She, homeschools. Yeah. she homeschools, and she first happened in a Christian school, but you got to <laughs> all those kids, too mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So she teaches, and she's very smart. She's she was a. Um, Went to the Cordon Bleu uh, California School of Culinary Arts. She's a certified Cordon Bleu oh, wow. chef. She used to. Uh, Where's was that school? And it was in Pasadena.
0: Gotcha.
2: Pas- LA area. Yeah, I mean, a brilliant school. I mean, she even had interns work for Wolfgang
0: Pog. Beautiful couple, and it was certainly a pleasure meeting them. So after I left Montana, I went to. Portland Oregon to spend the weekend with my very old friend Ashok he's not old we've just been friends for a long time and luckily enough I missed Ashok's wedding that no wait I worded that completely wrong um (laughs) I missed Ashok's wedding and luckily enough I was able to go and visit him uh, literally just a couple days after they got married so I was able to drop in into their first week of marriage um, which now didn't sound like that good of an idea. But honestly, at the time, I was just, I, that didn't even cross my mind. I was just so excited to, to see them both. Uh, Ashok and I, we went to Andrews together. He was a great friend. We looked up to him, kind of like a, a, an older brother in a way. And when he graduated, um, we did keep in contact. But it was really nice to be able to see him in person. Because obviously, since he lives all the way across the country, I don't get to see him uh, very often. So luckily, I was able to spend the whole weekend with the Shoke. So,
5: it's always funny. TSA's great. That's hilarious, man. Super hilarious.
0: How's it feel to be married, man? man. That's
5: nice. It hasn't, like, really sunk in yet. Like, the first night we were together, we were just like, we're married. What? Like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you you build up so much anticipation up to the wedding day that you don't really think about what comes after right right there's just so much going on and like even like for us this summer was crazy with kevin's wedding and cassie graduating and getting a job and getting taking boards i mean it was the craziest summer and it it hasn't slowed down since then so Mm. we're just like i don't know
0: did you get you get your results from boards yet
5: yeah, so she passed. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. So she graduated, like, June 6th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Then... Uh, no, it was, like, June 10th. Okay. And then two weeks later, she got her notice to uh, take the exam. So she took it... Is it for law school? No, it's for nursing, nursing school. Nursing, nursing. Yeah. Okay. So you can't work... And Well, that's not true. You're not really supposed to work until you pass your boards. Mm-hmm. But, like, some... There's, like, a grace period kind of thing. So, anyway, so she didn't have a job or anything, right? So, she takes her boards June 29, right? June 30... Oh, uh, and she takes it, and June 30, we fly out to Sri Lanka. Yeah. Okay, so, like, there was only one date for her to take it. There's only one place for her to take it. So, that was in Seattle, June 29, early in the morning. So, we go up there Thursday night, Friday morning, wake up early... Uh she takes her exam in Seattle, then we drive back from Seattle that same night, then the next morning we fly to Sri Lanka from oh, Portland. Geez. Yeah, it was crazy. So we go there and then I wanted for Cassie's um gift, uh graduation gift, we're going this way. Whoa, this is awfully random. Okay. Um Yeah, no, this is, this is super random. Okay. Um for her. Graduation gift I thought it would be cool if I took her to Sri Lanka But at the same time also take her A day Spend like a day and a half in um, Dubai Mm -hmm. So we were taking Emirates and So we stayed in Dubai And we just like walked around the whole city Man it was crazy And we had fun then when we got back to the hotel The night before we needed to fly out to Sri Lanka She found out she passed boards
0: Nice
5: So we go to Sri Lanka And we're there for like and no, we're like we're really there for like five or six days. We weren't there for that long, so we go there. The wedding is on the ninth, and we such a random way to go. I don't understand. Um, we basically did like a half square mm-hmm. around all the traffic. That's Big hand like. square, by the way. So <laughs>
0: it gets me very excited. <laughs> so the airport's not in Portland. It is in Portland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's just taking us to more Portland. It
5: is taking us, like, so if this is a river, Mm -hmm. we're just going along the river, but, like, we did one of these things. Okay. Yeah. So, do you get a window seat by chance? I did. What side of the plane were you on?
0: I was on the left side. You're on the left side. And it was really freaky because I'm like, I didn't know planes still have propellers. Should I just jump out now before we all crash and die? <laughs> you were on the Q400. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: That's like the bread and butter of not Alaska Airlines, but their subsidiary, mm. their uh, Horizon Airlines. Um, but... So you're staying on the left side. Do you get to see the mountain at all? I did.
0: This, is, this huge mountain that's peeking out above the clouds. Yeah. What is that? That's Mount Hood. Awesome. Hell, dude. Bro, like, yo, that's crazy. The best time to see it
5: is like maybe in March, but you got to be lucky. If you get a if you get a sunny day, which is a premium, like somewhere between far, like February and March, April, that time of the year, mm-hmm. the mountain is pristine white. But then like it's warm enough where. It's not snowing still, so you can like see the actual mountains beyond the clouds. Like sometimes, like you feel lucky, there won't be any clouds. It is stunning. Like it is stunning. So that's kind of like that. So right there is where Cass and I had our first date. Like right on the river, beyond that bridge, over there. Um, and that's where we got to see Mount Hood together. And we were all
0: like. So when you guys met, you were still living in Vancouver, Washington? Yep. Okay, and then you moved here? Yep. And she was living here?
5: She was living in a town right next to Portland. Okay. Okay. That way. So that's east right there. That's where Mount Hood is and all that.
0: So that was a show picking me up from the airport in Portland. So when we got to his house, which is a little bit deeper into the city, uh, we cooked up a delicious meal as we waited for Cassie to come home. And of course, uh, we caught up with Ashok, with what Ashok has been doing. So before he was living in Vancouver, Washington, then he decided to move to Portland when he and Cassie uh, got married and a little bit before they got engaged too. And that's now where they live. Ashok cooked up this delicious penne pasta recipe Fantastic, Uh, crushed up tomatoes. I think it was a whole tomatoes, but I know for sure there were truffles in there, onions, various other spices that made a delicious cream, added some fresh spinach and chicken for good measure to really uh, add more girth to the meal. I have no idea what I'm saying. I'm trying to sound like as much as Guy Ritchie right now, but I don't think I'm doing a very good job because I don't have the hair for it. Anyway, when Cassie came home, we all ate together. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, I got to meet her and really see how brilliant she is, how smart, how lovely and loving and compassionate uh, of a person that she is. And she's a perfect uh, balance to Ashok. Um, I can see, you know, Ashok's a very kind person, but uh, Cassie definitely has a little more edge to her. Um, if they do hear me say this, I, I hope they don't uh, retort that statement. Anyway... After that, we decided to get dessert at this wonderful place called Salt and Straw. Excuse me. I have a hard time pronouncing salt, apparently. And we tried some delicious bone marrow ice cream, which actually sounds way better than it sounds. But before that, we were on our way there, and we had a beautiful conversation that I got to... I'll learn more about Cassie and just the way she interacts with other people, and why there's been so much smoke in the northwest side of the country. I mean, I, asthma? What? Oh, hold on! Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me? Yeah. A kid threw a smoke bomb down a canyon. Yeah. And to see what cool thing would happen. And he literally started all of the forest fires that I've been hearing about on the news. Yeah. <laughs> what the flip yeah. is going on yeah.
6: here? Yeah, what's really horrible is apparently some lady was... It was, like, a kid and, like, a couple of his friends or something. And apparently some lady, like, walked by and was like, hey, like, you guys probably shouldn't be messing around with fire. Like, because our fire danger has been super high because it's not been raining here, which it usually does. Mm-hmm. So everything is just, like, super dry. And she was like... And so, like... You know, like the fire scales, everything has been like way in the red. Right. And so everyone's been super careful. And she's like, hey, you guys probably shouldn't be like messing around with fire. And they basically just like, Shugged we're it like, off. screw you, like, we don't care. <laughs> and then she, like, a little while later noticed that there was smoke and ended up calling like the fire marshal or something. And voila, all the gorgeous
0: burned. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's not
6: horrible. It's just like, and what's ridiculous is, like, the kid is only, like, I think he was only, like, 15 or something. So they can't put him in prison. <laughs> Even though, like, like tons of people had to, like, leave their homes and, like, just, yeah. like, craziness. Like, history is, like, gone out there. It's just, like, crazy. Yeah, so. That's our uh, Oregon drama for the month.
0: Love the Utes. Big fan of the Utes. Man, that is actually nuts. Cause you you think it's it's either natural or it's this really big reason behind it, but I yes. know it's just one kid yeah. being stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. So after Cassie, Ashok, and I filled up on gas, we went to this great place called Salt and Straw. It's an ice cream spot, and they have all these very strange and weird flavors. One of the best ones that I tried was called Bone Marrow Ice Cream. I know, it sounds disgusting, but in actuality, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good, pretty good. And after that, we went to bed, and the next morning, we went to church. In this place called Happy Valley, it's, it's another city in Oregon, not too far from where Ashok and Cassie live. And there, I got to meet up with my friend, Nina Velado, and now she currently lives in Battleground, Washington. And she decided to come all the way to us to meet up with us and spend some time because we haven't seen each other in a while. She works as a visual storyteller in Battleground, Washington, and I got to tell you, she does a really good job. Got to talk to her for a little bit, and we just got to catch up, and she gave me some insight into what it means to work in the workplace as a young adult and, of course, as a woman. Dude, so is it, is it kind of tricky to have to put your foot down? And say yeah. No, this is what I'm gonna do.
4: Yeah, I I've always been like that. This, like
0: this is the best gift
5: I can
4: With projects, can like ever I, ever I find myself like getting defensive of my work, like if it's my personal work. But if I'm like working for somebody else, it's hard for me to like say no because they're the client. Essentially, you know, you have to please them. But um, like what I want to do is like help them not waste their time and money doing something bad that I knew would be bad, and I didn't say anything, then yeah, I have to create yeah. a project that I'm not proud of, affiliate my name with it, and then it kind of sucks. So, now that I'm out of school, like I'm trying to be like, oh, no, no, here's what will work. Like, these ideas you have,
6: eh,
4: <laughs> I'm not thrilled on, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I think that should go to say, like, if the person... We've been creating this, isn't thrilled about creating it. We should rethink it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but for sure, I, I have a hard time, like, standing up um, for my opinions. It's more like I roll over a lot. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I have the authority or the time or the experience to prove my opinions valid. Yeah.
0: And that's nuts because yeah. do you have lunch plans, Mina? I don't. Okay. Are you hungry? <laughs> I yeah.
5: Good. Sure. Do you like Indian food? Yeah. Good.
6: Are you vegetarian? I am somewhat yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no worries.
0: Okay. <laughs> cool.
6: I'm gonna go pick up Indian food, so I'm gonna drop these guys off. If you wanna just like follow us back to our house and great, drop you guys off, I'll go get food and Yeah. Perfect. Have a little Indian feast for this guy.
0: Birthday boy! Dude, I didn't even. Dude,
6: happy birthday! Thank I you. Am the worst.
5: I had no idea either. You know? That it was your birthday.
6: <laughs> yeah. oh, incredible, incredible, incredible. It happens. It yeah. happens.
5: So selfless. He forgets. So no, I'm mean, like it's been a blur. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of things happening in yeah. a span of one week. <laughs> and like we've only really had like one. This is our second day of really sleeping in.
6: Wow. So that's tough. a couple weeks. Yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna need to sleep more today.
5: Yeah, for sure.
6: It's on that docket.
5: (laughs) But yeah, Nina, typically these guys will go for a hike. Uh, We'll do like either a packed lunch or we'll like hit up the food carts.
6: Yeah. uh, Try to think what
5: else. Then You go to somebody's
6: house
5: for lunch. Yeah, go to someone's house for lunch, then for dinner. Um, It's really fun. It's really fun. So yeah, a lot of people are kind of in our similar situation like newly working, out of school, and stuff. Or a lot of people are in school. Yeah, um, I kind of need to figure out what
0: we're doing. So. We can figure that out. Yeah. Okay. Hello, so we ended up spending the whole day together. After we ate a delicious meal, I don't know where this guy got the food from, but I'm gonna need him to mail it to me immediately. We spent the day together. We all went around to different places that Ashoka wanted to show us in Portland, Oregon, and it was a beautiful time. Uh. Obviously, besides the man-made smoke, everything else was magical and uh, created by the god himself. Anyway, uh, the next morning, I spent a little bit of the day with Nina, and then I was picked up by uh, my friend Micah, and he is the recruiter that I was traveling with uh, this entire tour in the northwest side of the country. So before we left to go to the next place, which was pretty far away from Portland, we decided to walk on one of their major streets. I think the name of the street is named after a place in Canada, but I can't remember. Thankfully, the lady that we talked to, she named the street because she has an art gallery there. And once we went in, we talked to her, and she told us a remarkable story about her life and some of the things that she experienced when she was younger. When did you open this place up?
1: Um, ninety. We bought in '96. Oh wow. Portland is really open. Like Alberta it's tr- Street itself has changed radically, but that happens a lot. I, I was in Saint Louis uh, when Gaslight Square was blossoming. Now Gaslight Square is nothing. Uh, yeah. San Francisco, same thing. Uh, so it's one of those things where artists come in, they move into a community, artists, musicians, whatever, and um, and it changes it, and then right along on their tail is people who come in and buy and sell apartments and, you know it just gets more gentrified and I have no complaints about gentrification because if it wasn't gentrification there would still be people killing each other on the streets because at one time they actually called Alberta Street the most killing street in Portland hmm. uh, so it's, it's a totally different place now but whether it's good or bad or whatever I just kind of accept it it goes and it moves and it changes and who knows what's going to become in the future.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I, I can't get heavy and I don't mean to depress you guys. No, you're I'm fine. fine. You're fine. <laughs> 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 mm. So you say your husband was a musician. What he... No, no. I had two two husbands.
0: So, uh, okay. He was a
1: flamenco guitarist when I met him. Okay. Um, he played in Chicago a lot and I met him coming through um, the lower part of Illinois. And we decided to go to either coast, and so he went to San Francisco, and then I made a big mistake. I took him to a Rolling Stones country. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was back when things like Jefferson Airplane had first hit the scene. So all the lead-in bands intrigued him so much that he went out and electrified immediately, mm-hmm. and then got into the bands and started a band. And It was pretty much um, a hometown band at that time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He never got anywhere. There were a lot of bands
0: back then. Oh yeah, yeah I just saw so, yeah. mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Saw a lot of, uh, met a lot of artists, and saw a lot of uh, musicians up close and personal, where I, you know, formed opinions about their personality. <laughs> 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 I, s- uh, I still roll my eyes in Rome when people talk about Jim Morrison because he was such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's funny because over just the past couple of years, I've become obsessed with like going through music history, especially yeah. bands like that, yeah. how they came from, mm-hmm. where they came from and how they came about. Like I'm a big fan of the Smiths, mm-hmm. and then I listened to a lot, I was listening to a lot of the Beatles recently, then the Kinks, so stuff like that. Um, and even movies like um, Almost Famous, the Cameron Crowe film, yeah, where they had that, that band that was kind of like Creedence Clearwater Revival. I just find that stuff super interesting, and I kind of sometimes I wish I could have lived oh, back then. I
1: mean it but was. But at the really, same
0: time, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't have the internet that I have now to even learn about these bands. Anyway, it was an interesting time. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it really was an interesting time, and, and uh, it, it was just a totally different atmosphere. I mean, there were free concerts everywhere. It's even before Fillmore
5: mm-hmm.
1: made its name places like the California Hall and the Avon Ballroom were the big draws at that time and people, you know, like Eric Clapton would come through with um, cream
5: and, hmm.
1: I mean, those things were you don't you don't get this anymore when you get into a small ballroom a, a small hall like that uh, and then, of course uh film was so big and things changed a lot it's kind of weird to watch that stuff happen hmm. and and um, I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's happening now. I'm just too old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm too old because I don't feel like yeah, it's happening either. You know? It's like, cause I act- yeah. no, we were just talking about this. Yeah, we were, we were it's, turned it's, the radio on yeah. and it's like, man, this is not, it doesn't feel like it was the same as it was before. No, no, I,
1: the, it, I, the, the pop culture is just, I don't know. Sorry.
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not offending us. We yeah, were just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine.
1: But I didn't like uh, I didn't like uh, the Grateful Dead, I and mean, I just didn't like the music. It just seemed to go on and on. <laughs> but I have to say something. Jerry Garcia is was the sweetest man I have ever met. I mean, I've been in back rooms with him, and he's yeah. really a nice human person. I just wish I liked his music better. <laughs> I didn't say that. But yeah, it it was an interesting time. Um, Portland has a lot of nice music, and in different ways, too. There's quite a few Middle Eastern groups, there's quite a few jazz, there's quite a few... uh, I don't know, it's just that that there's a lot of performance, but it's varied, you know, pleasure bands, and a little more off the wall. But I'm sure they have places where you can go and just hear hard rock.
0: That was honestly one of my favorite parts of the whole trip. Again, someone that is living, that lived through parts in history that I wish I could go back to and see firsthand. To me, that was incredible. And she is, in fact, an amazing woman. So, from this whole trip, I really realized a couple of things. And I'm going to really just speak off the cuff here. Not really going to prepare anything to say, just kind of make my own observations. And hopefully, you could have pulled those things too from my own story. One, I feel like uh, the idea of finding love and and trying to get that person in your life, it is a process. It does take time, and there's no real, I think, goal. Well, not goal. That's yeah, that's definitely not the right word. There is no real process. I think that I can follow that will guarantee that I'm going to end up with someone. I feel like there are things that I can do well. You know, be a good person and hope that attracts. Uh, a maid or you know believe that God can work that out for me which I do believe that he can but just seeing Ashok and his wife Cassie I mean Ashok just kept doing what he wanted to do with his life he kept building his life he kept supporting himself and becoming the man that he wanted to be and that brought someone into his life and I love the idea that he's enjoying his marriage so much now, but he also had a very full and magnificent life even before he met Cassie, and I think that's why it worked so much, because he was a complete person, he was a whole person before, and I think that was something I really took from him, and I applied to my own self, because frankly, I was a little bit broken up, a little shattered, and I'm glad I could see Ashok, and We had private conversations where he was able to really help me mend myself back together, even if he didn't think or realize that he was. Seeing Nina uh, doing a, a really big and just wonderful thing And, you know, living that adult life, having her own place, having her own job, that was actually inspiring to me. And I absolutely respect her so much. I don't know if she knows this, but she's just one of my favorite people because she just does so much with so much tenacity, uh, so much talent, so much skill. And that's something that I can forever and will always admire. And lastly, uh, meeting the couple uh, at the bed and breakfast I stayed in and meeting this lady at this uh, art house or this art, art gallery, rather, it really made me realize that meeting people that are a part of the world that are not connected to me is truly a beautiful and wonderful thing. To allow yourself to be a part of the tapestry of the human story, the human existence, but then also seeing other parts of those tapestry, getting outside of this comfort bubble that you may be a part of, or rather within, and really dialing up your assertiveness to just make moments and make precious memories that you can see value in instead of pursuing things that are frivolous or not as meaningful as a human connection with a person that you may not know. Those instances where you find someone to just spend some time with that you did not know before can truly be an incredible time, and it really opens the world up to you in an extremely positive way. And as I was up in the air, that's what I learned when I was sitting on that plane, Um, thousands of feet above the, the ground, I realized that to solve my problems, I needed to get some perspective, and I needed to get really, really far away or really, really high from my problems and realize that there is so much to life than the small issue that I may be dealing with. It is small, but it is important, but I think perspective is also very important, too, and seeing that there is... So much more that I can do in life and just the experiences that I seek and and try to be a part of. I think that's something that we should all apply and I know I've applied that to myself tenfold. So that's my story about being up in the air and my travels. I did travel a lot more after that and maybe I'll do another episode, another podcast on those travels too. But we'll see. So, hey, I really appreciate you spending time with me, listening to my story. I know this episode was a little longer than the others, but I'm glad that you stuck around and you had a good time. And I'd like to (laughs) – I guess I'm running out of steam, so maybe I should just end quickly and not talk too much before I run out of luck. But to end, I would like to say that I love the support that you guys have been giving me as I make this show, and I hope we can continue into uh, season two, have episodes more frequently up and really just discover through stories how we are all connected and truly what we can learn. Next episode will be with you very soon. Sorry for the delay in this one. And again, thank you for listening to SMART. If you could, head over to my iTunes page or our iTunes page and give us a star rating, give us a review for the show. I really encourage you to do that because it actually helps us a lot here at SMART. And I guess that's it for now. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and stay smart. See you later. So one of the you know people that the lady in the art gallery mentioned is a lead singer day. of a band called The Doors, so she actually met him, and she called him an asshole, which I find side. hilarious. So here's the one of the more side. popular songs in that. I guess it'll play us out.
3: We chased our pleasures here Dug our treasures
5: there
0: Get on that phone, kid.